We're back now, and here's the cool thing. We're not only back, but we have enhanced energy. We missed the heck out of doing fresh shows. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my yes. partner in life and partner on the show, Glenn Tate. Yay. Glad to be here. And if you knew what I was going through, you'd realize why I'm glad to be here. Thank you for uh, um, having me on. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, the last few shows I've that. Yeah, there's You've been a few. Been solo. Yeah, I've been, we've done the solo thing, and, and we're going to talk court. about that today. Exactly. Well, everybody, this is a fresh show. This is fresca, as I like to call it. I think that's Spanish for fresh. I don't know. Anyway, it's a fresh show. We're recording it fresh. We did some encore shows. Thank you for your patience because we were in the middle of moving, and the last few weeks, our recording equipment quite literally was in two places. Sometimes mm-hmm. it was in Montana. Sometimes half of it was in Washington. Sometimes it was all in Montana, but we were in Washington, so it made it impossible to do fresh shows, but we're back now, and here's the cool thing. We're not only back, but we have enhanced energy. We missed the heck out of doing fresh shows. It was killing us to do encore shows. So what we want to do is give you amazing content. We're back in the saddle. We're rested. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Are we rested? A little bit. Yeah. And we're going to, we, we, we're going to give you some good stuff. We've learned a bunch of stuff and that's what this show is about. This show is about our relocation to Montana, sort of start to finish and all the stuff we learned. And so we, we're going to pass it on to you because a lot of you out there are thinking about relocating, and it's a huge topic. It involves jobs. It involves money. It involves uprooting your social life. It involves taking a risk on a, at a new place, uh, maybe finding a job and all these other things. It's a huge life thing. So we want to give you as much information as we possibly can. Well, and we want to give to you, too, an update. To me, to me, this yeah. show is more, we've update. landed. We've landed. We want to give you the and update. here's what happened. Exactly. And and those of you who follow us on social media, you've see, we've put some pictures out. There's There's been some bumps and bruises along the way and give you some literally. updates on those. Yeah, literally. So, um, but first, I want to give a quick shout out to one of our great sponsors. And thank you to our sponsors for just yeah, sticking with sticking us. On this. With us. And uh, first, folks, I always like to mention, and and I'm it's later in the day right now, so I'm kind of missing yeah. them. It's been a few hours since I've had some, and that would be uh, Minimum Coffee. They are the exclusive brewers of the I Miss America blend. Uh, go check them out at our website. All of our sponsors you can check out at prepping2-0.com under friends and affiliates. Use the coupon code I Miss America, and yeah. I, I believe you get 15% off I your so. order, which is awesome. Um, also, encourage you to think about going to the Panhandle Preparedness Expo. Yes, October the, 2nd and 3rd. We'll be there. That'll Sand be Sandpoint, Idaho. Oh my gosh, it's going to be a vacation for us. Oh, yeah. But for Connect sure. Connect with people. Yeah. Miniman Coffee is going to be there too. Exciting. I wanted to mention Katie Armor, C-A-T-I, which stands for Come and Take It Armor. They make steel um, body armor to put in a plate carrier. And uh, if you've seen what's been going on in places like Afghanistan, um, you maybe would realize how important having some body armor is. This is affordable body armor for regular people. It is not the lightest body armor because you're probably not going to be climbing a 10,000-foot peak uh, in Tajikistan. And, and if you were, you would want the lighter panel. So anyway, Katie Armor, C-A-T-I Armor.com. Use a coupon code GRANT and get 10% off. And while we're speaking about great sponsors i also wanted to mention emp shield they make a device that actually cancels out the harmful effect of an emp or a coronal mass ejection and it's like think of it as like a surge projector and i think it's like four trillionths of a second i want to say is what i remember reading in their materials and that's how quickly it turns off the surge and it protects whatever it's wired into go to emp shield use a coupon code prepping two point zero mm-hmm. and you'll get fifty dollars off each device they're about 300 bucks a piece so i always tell people that because 
if it's fifty dollars off ten thousand dollars, it's kind of less of a big deal. But if it's fifty bucks off three hundred bucks, it's kind of significant. That's so a big deal, yeah. Wanted folks Savings. to know about that. Well, I wanted to give everybody, since you've been so patient, um, a little bit of a chemo update. Um, I've been kind of silent about this. I mean, I sort of mentioned it. I'm like, yeah, I'm on chemo and it's really terrible, but I haven't gone into many details because I don't want this show to turn into the Glen Tate like health and complaining hour, right? And so um, I just want to let everybody know the 12th of the 12 chemo treatments uh, was last week. Yay! Uh, yay. So that's, a, that's another yay. thing to celebrate. Another thing on to celebrate. Show. Yes. Um, all the tests look good so far, so that's going well, and I appreciate that. One thing, though, is that chemotherapy is cumulative. It, it They slowly build up the toxins, and they are very clearly toxins. Let me tell you guys something. My mouth feels like I've been chewing on an aluminum can. The metallic taste in my mouth is, is disgusting. There are a bunch of other disgusting things that I'm not going to talk about because people will start throwing up, and we don't need that. We don't need that reaction to nope. our show. It's gross. I'm going to tell you there's a lot of grossness, but I'll say this. The cumulativeness is as you can imagine, fully accumulated on the last treatment. Right now, I feel like absolute garbage. I did not want to get out of bed. It has been a struggle. Uh, the fatigue is off the charts. I, I am one of the more active people I know in the world, I think. I'm sure there are, more, there are people more active than me. I'm the guy that's always helping. I'm the guy that when I was a kid, if like a nice lady asked me to reach up high and get a can in the supermarket, I would do it. I'm the kind of person that stops for flat tires. I'm the kind of, I'm that person. And for me to sit on the couch and have Shelby do all the heavy lifting as she needed to do, and we're going to talk more about that, was extremely difficult. And this is my public opportunity hmm. to publicly say, dear, thank you a million. Hmm. Um, you made this move possible. Without you, this wouldn't have happened. I mean that in every absolute concrete sense of the term. This is not exaggeration or hyperbole. This relocation would not have happened without you lifting things, carrying things, packaging things. And I would just have to sit there and it was killing me, but it was harder on you than it was on me because you were the one doing all the work. Um, if I can make a recommendation to listeners out there, if you get a chance to relocate and go through chemotherapy at the same time, go ahead and decline that offer. Um, not, a, not, a, not an awesome thing to go through. That being said, um, Shelby and I, I think, are, are closer now, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, we got it done. This will be one of those stories for the grandkids, as I'm always fond of saying. Don't have grandkids yet, and we're not in any hurry, Joel. So just, you know, be, good. be cool. Um, 16 years old, not 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 childbearing time. And so it's it's a major lift that we did and we did it and it had to be done. We're going to talk about that as we describe the chronology mm -hmm. of the relocation and why we did this because this isn't just like listen to Glenn and Tate hour or Glenn and Shelby hour because like we have a cool story to tell. The reason we're telling the story about the relocation and all the quite honestly all the difficulties and all the good parts is as I said at the very beginning of the show, this is a topic that is on many of your minds. And even if it's not on your mind, I dare say it's kind of interesting because we did some crazy stuff. We lifted some crazy heavy rocks and we did some crazy heavy work and we got it done and it should inspire you because bottom line, if we went to this much trouble and I might add expense, if we went to this much trouble to relocate to a free place, you, if you live in a blue state, you doggone should consider it because yeah. it was worth it in the end and we can articulate why. So Shelby, go ahead. So let's start this whole journey back in December. And I encourage if you're a new listener, we did some shows in January and February talking about why you should choose a blue, a red state over a yeah. blue state, what the the pros and the cons. And we talked about, we had a few shows on that. And this has kind of been the running theme all this year. So we're going to step back to December. But before I do that too, um, what's really interesting to me is that the more and more that I, you know how you just kind of reconnect with friends over social media or an email gets sent or whatever, yeah. more and more and more friends that I knew from way back in my, when I lived in Oregon days, they're, I just Sipping had two state. more friends this last week. Yeah, we're going to Idaho. And these are not preppers. Either. No. These are not even, in some cases, conservatives. These are nope. just like regular people whose 
quality of life has been degraded by communism. And, and they they're have, like, heck no, we're getting out of here. And they have deep, deep roots. So yeah. uh, so that that so they're 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 counting that cost and willing to do it, too. And they're the same thing. How do we find the job? How do we do this? How do we do that? So we were considering this. Let me go back in December, considering moving December 2020, December 2020. We weren't sure. We discussed it. A friend of ours encourages. We'll go take a visit. And it worked out. It just so happened kind of on a spur of the moment thing that we had some time during the holiday our holiday break from work yeah that we could do a trip to montana for a few days go a ahead. little more on this friend of ours he's our what i call our host family like we're immigrants from you know ecuador or something like that mm-hmm. he's our host family he lives here in western montana where we are and he not only had information but he was the one he was really the spark and it started off as as shelby describes let's go look at this we were pretty serious about moving but we weren't uh, I mean, it was very early on. We weren't 100% sure. And we weren't sure where either. Exactly. And we, I wanted to uh-huh. touch on that. Our original idea was to go to North Idaho. North Idaho is is a fantastic Stunning. place. We've driven through it multiple times. It's just amazing. We love the people. We love going to Sandpoint. We love all this stuff. So I call my friend who's a kind of a big-time realtor in North Idaho. He's Mr. Connected, and he knows everybody and everything. And he said, yeah, Glenn. Guess how many houses I have on inventory right now? Zero. Guess how many I'm going to have next month? Zero. Because there's none. There's none. He said, here's how it works in North Idaho right now. And this, again, was December 2020. I imagine it's still pretty similar, but I don't know that for a fact. I'm going to guess that it is. He said, here's how this works. Somebody I know comes to me and says, my aunt and uh, just died, and my uncle died two years earlier. My aunt's going to sell her house. Before it gets listed, because once it's listed, it's gone in four hours, by the way. Once this gets listed, it's gone. So here's what we want to do. We want you to find somebody to buy a house. So these things aren't even getting listed. And once they are listed, they're gone. There are huge bidding wars, as we'll talk about a little mm-hmm. bit when we talk about our Montana home. You have to have cash. You can't cash say, is king. Cash you is can't king. say, oh, this is contingent on me getting a loan in a month because they're like, we don't have a month and we can sell it right now and have a big old wad of cash in our bank account right now. And so North Idaho was just kind of not even practical. It mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't possible to do. Um, we love Idaho. We have all kinds of friends in Idaho. And what's nice is Idaho now is a, a few hours drive from, yeah. you know what I mean it's whereas before it was an eight or nine hour drive yeah. we can go see them and, and do things in Idaho like the prepared uh, the uh, Panhandle Preparedness Expo so that was why we kind of ruled out Idaho now we could have stuck with it and we could have kept inquiring about Idaho but really our host family in Montana really pointed us in this direction so one of the things that you all can take away from this is well I'm not going to say it's necessary I'm going to say it's very helpful to have somebody in the area that you're thinking about going yes. to. It's and it's, it's not just to tell party. you. Yeah. yeah, it's not just to tell you like whether the winters are snowy and stuff like that and it it's it it's psychological too. It's like you've got an anchor. There's somebody you mm-hmm. know and trust. And this is a very good friend of mine for a number of years. I'm not going to tell you how I know him, but he's a pretty cool good dude. Guy. And he's here and um <laughs> A lot of his cool guy buddies are here if you guys know what I'm talking about. Wink wink. And so we felt very very much like this was a really good place to start well, our search. And through the, the network of, of professionals that he introduced us to, yeah. that's how we were able to to to, mm-hmm. to land better. So so that was going on in December, mm-hmm. and we're starting to talk about it. We're starting to, um, we had a handshake deal on a house to purchase, kind of what you just described. It was a, you know, a friend of a friend. It's what we call a homie hookup yeah. deal of a house. Before it ever got listed, yeah. much like Idaho, because yep. the second so, it gets listed, it's gone. And it was a handshake deal. Handshake then deal. February came, and then. Can I stop you and back you up yes. for just a moment? I'm sorry. One of the things that happened in December during our visit, because this is just a colorful story, and this is just an example of Montana. So I'm going to be a new lawyer, and I'm thinking, ah, we're probably going to move to Montana. We, we felt that way in late December during our trip. I don't know if I've told this story to you guys. I think I've told it on the KHNC radio show. So I just walk in. To, I just go to the courthouse. I dressed up, which for me is like not really dressing up. And uh, anyway, I just walked into the judge's chambers. I'm just like, hey, how's it going? I'm going to be a new lawyer here. And the judge, uh, we spoke for about eight minutes. And um, female judge, she said, um, you like guns? And I said, Your Honor, I love guns. 
And she grabbed her phone and I said, I'm going to tell this story to every single person I possibly can because this is so cool. She goes, looky here. Look what I got. And I said, oh, is that a Remington 700 with a Night 4 scope? And she said, you know your guns. That's Montana, you guys. The judges, after after you just walk into their office, total stranger, they're showing you pictures of their guns. Anyway, sorry to interrupt, but that That's was a okay. cool story, I yes. thought. Well, and those, we have, we have, unfortunately, or fortunately, we have a million of those stories, and unfortunately, we can't share them all with you. Yeah. We're gonna, some of these stories we're going to share with you in the after show on this show, mm-hmm. I, so I'll, I'll put that out there. So then came February. The first weekend in February was your cancer diagnosis, and yeah. we did some shows on that. We're not going to relitigate those, but that for about a day for me put in a, is this going to happen? Are we still, what are the plans? And part of it is we didn't know what the prognosis was. There was a surgery that had to take place. There was, you had your emergency surgery. Mm-hmm. And once we knew the results from that, we knew, no, we can continue to yeah. work on this. And it created this schedule for us because with your surgery then came, you now have 12 rounds of chemo every yep. two weeks. So that puts us in mid-August. Well, I want to, Mid-August is it then. That's mm-hmm. what we're shooting for. So at that point, that's when we started doing this kind of soft moving where it was every couple of weeks there was a trip to Western Montana to a rental that yes. we, by the grace of God... Unbelievably a, lucky. There's no rental there's homes. There's no rental homes. Not only are there no rental homes here. There's no rentals like a... S- storage space. Storage space. And this place that we rented, again, homie hookup, again, this God's is the blessings. this is the donor, or not the donor, the um, the host family thing, uh, had a huge storage facility that was available to us that holds almost all of our stuff. And you know what, guys? We have a lot of stuff. Our food alone that was, was like, shocking. like a we, semi-truck. It was we, out of hand. When we put our, our tubs <laughs> in there, yeah, that was a little like, where's the furniture going to go? And the ammo, I was like, holy smokes. Do we really have this much ammo? This is kind of out of hand. By the way, I recently, just this morning, I bought more ammo because the Russian stuff has been, um, the exports have been shut off, and so yep. I needed to get some more. But I digress. But the, having that rental place was key. And so the rental that, place with basically this huge detached storage. garage kind of storage, huge storage space. Yeah. And so that happened. You can see how early on this is. That was probably March. late February, early March that we did that. And we got that going. Um, that to us was another sign. There were many signs, but it was a sign that I'm not going to say God wants us here in Montana, although I think that's true. No, I think he wants us here and he's opening doors for us. Exactly. At, e- at each point we had a need, he created and if the he, solution. If he didn't want us here, he could have easily closed that door yep. and he could open one in North Idaho or Wyoming or Oklahoma or Florida or wherever he opened it. And that told us a lot because... Basically, if you're on the same page as God, everything's going to work out. And we thought, I think reasonably so, we were on the same page as God. Mm -hmm. And that was important. Again, I I stress it again. This is a gigantic decision. And if you're if you're wrong, it's a it's a bad situation. And so we we really needed to know that we were on the same page with God. Well, and I remember there was a few times. Now, does was this easy? No, No, gosh, no. There were several times along the way that we hit some very discouraging points. But I remember saying, God doesn't make, God opens doors, but he never guarantees it to be Mm -hmm. easy. Ask Noah about that. I mean, ask Jonah about that. Ask any, you know. So, but we knew this is what he wanted. We knew he didn't want us to be in Western Washington. And the doors were opening in Montana. That's what we knew. So we start this kind of soft moving where about every couple weeks depending on schedules, depending on wrapping up, depending on chemo schedules. Chemo is a two-week schedule, yeah. so I would have basically one weekend of being gross and sick and disgusting, and then another weekend of of not being and being somewhat normal. And then judicious, judiciously using vacation days. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so we would do that. Um, and then it was about mid-June where we we stepped on the gas. Mid-June yep. is when we rented our first Penske truck. We talked about that in a show yeah. where we had to do some magical routing so that we weren't paying $10,000 because... To go from Western Washington out of Washington, ten thousand. Drop it off in, in so, Montana, right? Ten thousand dollars to to. That's right. She's not kidding. Ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars to rent it in Eastern Washington and return it in Western Washington, a thousand dollars to basically move their truck for them because all the trucks are stacked up in Montana, 
and they need trucks in western Washington to go to Montana. So they basically paid us $9,000 yes. to move their truck, and we happily accepted that. And, yes, it was one more day of driving, or really two days it when was, you get down to it. Yeah, and it was and it was inconvenient, but it was $9,000 worth of inconvenience. So. I don't know about you all, but two days of my time is worth $9,000 yes. every time. So we did that in June, we had, and, and we also used that truck judiciously because we had a one-week rental, and we did two, mo- two that trips. That was her idea, by the way. It was brilliant. She added a couple days to the rental, and we ended up getting two trips out of it. So instead of $20,000, it was really only like 1000 plus a couple extra hundred yep. for those extra days. Save like eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah. So recommend, highly recommend. So so work your schedule. You know, work your routes is a better way to say it. So Another just, lesson. Yeah, yes. I'll say this. Another yes, lesson that was for huge folks. Lesson. And I'm just kind of highlighting these and putting underscoring and exclamation points on it. Really, really look at the um, on the computer whether it's U-Haul or Penske. By the way, we found Penske to be Penske, fabulous and U-Haul stars. to be kind of sucky. Five stars for Penske. And really think about dropping off your truck um, in a place in, in, a, in a blue state, you know, and, and making that extra trip because I'm telling you, I mean, 10,000 bucks, I mean, that's that's a tremendous amount of money. Yeah, that's huge. And so that's another thing we learned from this. And you would be stunned. Wait till you do it. Go on, even if you're not relocating, just for laughs, go on to the Penske website and play around and say, I want to pick it up in, in a... In New this York place, City. In New York City. And I want to drop it off in Texas. And it would be about $17,000. And then do it from Dallas to... Um, Dallas to drop it off in uh, Illinois. Yeah. Or, or New it'll York. Be, it'll be $1,000. It'll, it'll be, be amazing. It'll, it's amazing. I, and I'll say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop and say it and reiterate it. Drop dead. They pay us no money. I highly recommend Penske, and you'll hear about that in just yeah. a moment. So we did a double duty tr- rental in June, and then again was doing well. And and I had um, resigned my job at that point, yeah. so I'm doing trips like. And just so you know, when she says doing trips, we have two pickups and one utility trailer, and we would sometimes rent a U-Haul utility trailer. Yes, U-Haul. I mean, for utility yeah, trailers, they would let us, we could do that for a couple of days for like a hundred and some yeah. odd dollars. Yeah, and so. She would go, usually her, sometimes me, in between chemo, um, at least once a week, one of us, usually her, we're, we're taking a well, truck and a trailer. starting in June, it was twice yeah, a week, yeah. Twice a week. And, and so what would happen is it'd be turn and burn. She would spend a day packing up a truck, which is, by the way, she has, that was a chemo burp, excuse me, I hope you didn't hear that. Um, she has the bruises to prove this. And she would pack a truck on on day one. She would drive 14 hours to Western Montana on day two. On day three, she would unload the truck. And on day four, she would drive 14 hours back. She did this constantly for months. Couple months. Couple couple months. months. And when we say it's not easy to do this relocation thing, this is what we're talking about. You better have time and energy to do this or have a lot less stuff, which is probably a better idea. Yeah. Nope. Yep. So um, we have about a minute before we have to jump into our break. But but I will. I want to throw this out there too. It's good to. I would say that helped me a lot in that is that we developed a crew on each end. Yeah. That we unloading hired. crew we, and this loading was, and unloading loading crew. and load, And this was Derek Smiley's advice. We did a show with him last yeah. oh December or so on relocating to a red state, and he recommended get get your loading crew. And he was in the same boat as us, mm-hmm. where it's California to Idaho for him, uh, right? And he and um, his wife wasn't able to participate and help as much. God love you, Kathy. She's a sweet, yeah. sweet, lovely lady. Um, but when it's just the two of them, it's hard. So you've got to, and we took that advice from it. So we developed a crew in both ends. Yep. And I did depend on them. But sometimes, you know, people have work schedules or people have commitments. There was a few times where I, where I said to myself, oh, my gosh, I'm on my own. This is going to hurt. So stay tuned, folks. We have so much more we want to talk about and and tell your experiences of this after the break. Don't go away. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. 
Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for Come and Take It, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. <laughs> coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Old, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com when the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or a CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love new mana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0. Anybody else on the line? No. No. Just us. Hi. So, in the middle of all this moving and packing, and and Shelby's, by the way, Shelby's arms are ripped. Yes. (laughs) I got to tell you guys, if there's one silver lining... Shelby's looking great. Yeah, Shelby got no need to do a cardio day, leg nope. day, arm day. It was nope. all at the same she time. She can beat me up at this point, by yes, the way. Yes, by the way. So the other. And I keep th- that in mind. So this gets very um, dynamic. Yeah. Because. <laughs> As in seven things going, going on, on at, at once. once. So we've got <laughs> the comings and goings of movings. We have, you know, crews on each end. Um, there's a few times the crew's got a little sparse because people have lives. I get that. Um, I, I, at one point I, I had to hire strangers and I'm okay with that because, um, I hired strangers in Western Montana. Always a little concerned about that, but turned out honestly. Tell people who these crews are, because this is a fascinating point and this is something that folks can learn from what we did. And I think it'll help them out. So at the, at the, at our in the Washington. Western, Western Washington, we hired um, a handful, and we had one point person, handful of um, guys from the local high school football team. Yeah. The, the line, the big 300-pound yeah. guys that could lift, you know. These guys were monsters. Oh, yeah. And they moved gun safes. They, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Yeah. There was a few. Um, Swear words. Oh yeah, and we went through a lot, a lot of, pizza. of pizza. We would we would buy a pizza, and I'd be like, <laughs> seriously, th- guys, you just you just ate a pizza by yourself for real? Yeah, and we paid them like twenty handsomely twenty twenty five dollars an hour twenty five. So yes, and then same with the crew where we landed, we would pay them. 
We would pay them in pizza. We would thank them tremendously. And again, some of, some of those people were friends and didn't want to be paid. And kind of the extended yes. family from the host family is the best way to describe and, it. And we did a second Penske truck or yeah. a, in, in August. And that one literally was stuffed floor to ceiling, front to back. That was I don't know if I would drive that again because it, it was, was heavy. It was really heavy Ooh. and stuffed every nook and cranny. We I Tetrised that really well, um, and undoing that, and I couldn't find a crew. It's so, kind of scary when you've got uh, a huge diesel. These are these are not like little vans. Twenty six foot. This yeah, is, yeah. You're a semi truck. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah, I have to unpack that thing after it took three huge guys four hours to pack it. And I'm going to undo that by myself. That no, was a scary time. These are was, one of the low points. Yeah, and that's where I honestly I went out on social media and a couple of the local groups yeah. in Western Montana and said, "I'm hiring. I just need some need you know a handful of young guns for a few hours on this morning, and because I have to return the truck next day." People were awesome. We had six people. Yeah, and it was and we got it done in three or four hours, and and six people and two new friends at least. Yes, and one thing I'm, I know people out there are thinking is like. Operational security, how could you let total strangers see all your food tubs? First of all, they're not marked food tubs. And second of all, they probably saw some ammo cans. Guess what, guys? What else are you going to do? you got to be adaptive. If you're going to be a prepper and a survivalist, you've got to be adaptive. You've got a huge truck full of stuff. You've got a deadline to return the truck. What are you going to do? Wait until, like, I don't know, the perfect, I don't know, uh, prepping 2.0 listeners get on planes and fly out to help us. No, that's just not yeah. practical. That's yeah. not going to happen. So it is a you concern. Have to, you I, have to be yeah. practical. Yep. And and in in that morning there was questions and basically it was like yeah good and we there were three or four teenagers and then an older couple that came. Mm-hmm. The older couple didn't let me pay them, but the younger ones they were like yeah we're libertarians and what's happening and <laughs> I mean great discussions. They wanted to become preppers. I directed them to the show. So if they're listening, God bless you, young men. <laughs> Thank you so much. So yes, there's a concern there, but I, I I don't know what else to do. And not only was there no other option, but here's the other thing, guys. And Shelby hit on it. I just wanted to make it really really clear. When you're moving to a red state, odds are really good that anybody in the general population who's helping you unload thinks exactly like yep. you do. They don't think it's weird. They're not going to call Homeland Security. And here's the other cool thing. Odds are, and I'm generalizing, you know how I love to generalize because when you're talking about 330 million people in a country, you kind of have to generalize. Yep. If I may generalize, the people helping us unload don't need our stuff. They're not New York City people. They're not in Chicago or L.A. or Seattle. They're not dependent on other people's stuff. So the odds of them stealing your stuff go way, way down. So keep that in mind, you know, upset guys. I get it. Yep. But you got to be practical and you got to understand. Here's the thing. Normalcy bias. Oh, if my neighbor here in the suburbs in my blue state finds out that I have food, that neighbor's going to steal it from me in a crisis. That's probably true. But guess what? When you're not in a blue exactly. state, it probably is not true. So here's where the di- so this is all happening July August ish with the that final truck being in mid August. At the same time, we're selling two properties. Oh, and what a, a joy! Pro- so before I I go into that a little bit, so what happened functionally in all of this? I took on the physical move. That yes. was my part of the the responsibility of getting yes, this division done. Division of labor. Glenn took on. The paperwork and details and stuff I can and, do and, you know, e-signature and and dealing with realtors, both buying and selling because he could do that while sitting, getting infusion or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, that worked out really well because there's some so many key details when you're doing where you were selling two properties and buying one. And just so you guys know, we yeah. were selling the cabin and I know that makes a lot of you sad, but you had an opportunity to Airbnb to visit mm-hmm. as an Airbnb guest and. And that ship has sailed. So there's the cabin and then our home in Western Washington. And we're buying one. We found one that um, we ended up, that handshake deal I referenced earlier fell through. Mm -hmm. Um, We found another one that we love. And it was one, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment too. Buying and selling is not what it used to be. And don't watch HGTV and think that you have, oh, I'll think about that one and we'll wait a week and make an offer. No, 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 no. (laughs) Not not in the sexist. Hey, and before we get into that, because that's a big beefy topic about buying a place in a red state. And that's probably one of the big things people are, are tuned into to find out about. But before that, I wanted to mention, speaking of buying a property Mm -hmm. in a red state, 
I think you have a message from oh, yeah. Jared Savick. Jared Savick, great friend of ours, great sponsor of ours. He is a realtor in the Kalispell, Montana area. He and his wife, lovely wife, um, they know what it takes to make a good prepping property. Whether you want something turnkey or that you want to build your own retreat, they have great ideas for you. They have properties in town, out of town, and way out of town. So don't let that location um, dissuade you. You're not you. limited to Kalispell. Nope, you're not. So you can find them at SeizeTheDayMontana.com and that's SeizeTheDayMT.com and uh, let them know that Glenn and Shelby yeah. sent you. And quite a few of you have been calling him up and he's let me know about it and I think that's really cool because you're getting a good person. New Mana Foods. Freeze-dried foods in bulk. Family-sized portions, not mountain house stuff. You gotta have that that anchor freeze-dried food 25-year storage capacity for your food preps we talk about layering all the time past two episodes you hopefully listened to we're prepping 2.0 or prep pardon me food preps 2.0 2021 edition and we talked about layering and freeze-dried foods new mana n-u-m-a-n-n-a.com use the coupon code prep lowercase i might add and you get 10 percent off and then speaking of other great sponsors Backwoods Home, great oh. magazine, Self-Reliance Magazine, which is a related magazine. Um, we subscribe, and it's it's a cornucopia of good information. And, yes, it comes in the mail. I guess it's online, too. But, I mean, is there something about it when it comes in the mail? It's like you sit down and you read it, and you kind of value it more. We have them all saved up. They're on the coffee table. They're reference pieces. Backwoods Home. And use a coupon code 6OFF, the number 6, and OFF, and you get $6 off because you're prepping 2.0 list. Absolutely. And then finally, of course, Lizzie McDaniel. Speaking of great realtors, she's in Tennessee. She is the bee's knees, as they say in the Mm -hmm. South. And uh, she's a prepper and a Christian and knows what you're going through and knows about relocating. And Tennessee is a magnificent state to relocate to. She covers all of Tennessee. Um, Look for her, Lizzie McDaniel. Look for her at redstate-realtors.com. Redstate-realtors.com. Click on the Tennessee state outline on the map. And you'll be taken straight to her contact information. So there you go. We wanted to thank our sponsors who have been awesome and stuck with us. And we couldn't do the show without them. So you were telling the story. I think this is the part where you're telling the story about buying a house in Montana and buying a house in red states in general and how it ain't like it used to be. Well, and one of the things that in the midst of all this moving, um, I needed to, again, this is part of the physical part of this, get our, our house that we were living in ready to sell. Oh yeah, there I jumped some, ahead, sorry. There was some painting, there was some carpentry, there was some... This is pretty major yeah, stuff. Yeah, pretty major stuff, um, some updates. So I had to hire, I hired a couple of different contractors to get some work done. So it was spruced up and, mm-hmm. and ready to go. Um, for those of you, and there's a handful of fans out there that remember the kitchen and the peeling wallpaper and the bright <laughs> raspberry red walls. Those were taken care yeah. of. So that increases, the, the, those are all things our realtor said, yeah, you got to get those things taken care of. The house sold. And this is the story that I know you're chomping I'm at the bit. I'm trying bitches. to tell this. So, yeah, go for it. I'll let you have the, have the mic here. Go so for it. So we went into this knowing that a bunch of people in Seattle, um, rich liberal idiots in Seattle, we're all looking at houses, and we're way out in Western Washington. You guys know it's pretty remote. And so when we say Western Washington, don't think Seattle. I mean, think, I mean, we can see Canada out our window. Well, we could at our, at our old house. And so it's very, very remote. It's got an amazing view, waterfront view, um, all kinds of cool stuff. Perfect for Seattle people who can work remotely. Yep. Working remotely is what it's all about. And our realtor um, in Washington State, very helpful guy, the first thing he said was, what kind of internet do you have? And we go, well, it's not really good internet. He goes, here's this company, they do this microwave relay thing, blah, 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 and they can get you good internet. You absolutely have to have good internet or nobody's gonna buy this house. And I thought about it and I said, that sounds right. So we got the Uber super duper um, uh, internet uh, like like a month before we listed the place. And sure enough, someone described as a Microsoft executive, I don't know what that means, they have several tiers. It wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, Bill Gates or something like that, not that rich, but a Microsoft high up guy um, wanted to move his family from <laughs> war-torn, <Seattle. laughs> violent, strife-filled yeah. Seattle and wanted to come out to the country and work remotely. And this place was absolutely perfect for him. Well, guess what? 
Uh, it's going to cost you, Mr. Microsoft guy. Um, we're going to extract as much money as we can from you, and we're going to take that money, and we're going to plop it down in Montana on a Montana property that we'll talk about in a minute. So to, to give you the bottom line on that, uh, we got, for the house, almost double what we paid for it four years ago. Almost. Yep. Almost double. So think about that. And we learned lessons in this whole process. When you see the asking price... Think, <laughs> think eBay. That's just the that's starting, starting bid. That's the start of conversation. That's the starting bid. The house is not going to go for that much. And and I'm dare I say, if you're moving into a red state like this, five or $10,000 above asking price is not enough. That's still the opening bid. Uh, let's just say, and without getting into real numbers, we ended up at 125000 over the listed price, you guys. Yep. And it sold in three days and there was a bidding war. Okay, that and this is a blue state for goodness sakes. But here's a cool thing that 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 uh, somebody told me about, and this was the guy who was the appraiser who was making sure that the house that we sold was really worth what it was for the bank loan. Blah blah blah. Anyway, oh, all cash by the way. Yeah, all cash. So the guy said something very interesting. He said there's a leapfrog effect between blue states and red states. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, I got a friend who's got a house in Seattle, and He's selling it because he can't stand Seattle anymore. And a guy from San Francisco is buying it because compared to San Francisco, Seattle seems very quaint and peaceful and non-druggy. And he said, so my friend who's leaving Seattle buys a place in suburban Seattle that he thinks is all quaint and not druggy. The guy in suburban Seattle is buying a place next kind of out by where we are because he thinks it's more countrified and more rural. So you see the leapfrog thing. That's one of the reasons that... The blue states, real estate prices are still high in blue states, even though people like us are like, are you kidding? Let's get out of here. There's always someplace worse that people are going to come from and come to the blue state, which is why the timing on this is so important. One of the main reasons we moved was we knew that the summer of 2021 was probably the high mark of, of house values. Yeah. And we knew we could sell our house in Washington for an absurd amount of money. And it is indeed an absurd amount of money. Now, flip side is, we the house pay. we buy in Montana is, is also going to be high. But here's the thing, guys. If you sell high and buy high, it kind of cancels each other out. Yep. It's when one of those two variables is, is messed up that you have a problem. So. One of the reasons I bring this up is, you guys, I mean, time is running out. I mean, mm-hmm. the summer sales season the is inflation be, is going to kill us. Inflation is going. There's going to be a bubble, a yep. real estate bubble everywhere. It'll be less uh, impact in red states because people still want to move there. But blue states are going to have a pretty nasty real estate bubble. When's it going to happen? I don't know. So another reason to get on this relocation thing is you're going to get top dollar for your blue state home. And you're going to need it because your red state exactly. home is going to be a top dollar, too. Well, and um, that goes to my theory that red states are getting redder and blue states yep. are blue, blue. Blue folks are staying in blue states because they like blue states. They just don't like the urban yucky core centers, the Portland's and the Seattle's and the San Francisco's. But they like the state. Their job is there and they can work remotely. We've also met blue people in red states that are like, no, we're going to go move over to Spokane. We're going to move to the blue country. Yeah. Ver- country. Be around their own people. The, exactly. So the blue states are going to, and so the, so somebody ought to write a book on the division huh. of the states. It's, oh my gosh. Hmm, let me think. So that is, as we have traveled so much in the last six months or so, we've seen so much and we've met so many people that have really clarified this yes. for us. And, and the next thing I wanted to talk about, yeah, so first of all, if you're selling your house, get ready to hire a contractor to get some good painting done, to get any minor repairs done, to spruce it up, to update a few, update some fixtures, put in some new, you know, just, yeah, go ahead. One thing that, one thing that I realized and why Shelby's, what she's saying is so true, the kind of people buying homes now are the kind of people who have almost a million dollars in cash. Guess what? They're not going to tolerate the raspberry colored paint in the kitchen. No, nope. they just they're they're used to turning their nose at a at a barista that doesn't make their their latte the right way. They're going to say no way, and they're going to move on. So you have to cater to. Sorry to say, kind of a picky a picky um, market, but they've got a ton of cash well, with them. I, I would say, and I'm going to give a little. I'm going to slightly disagree with you. I think because. 
they want the house so badly, they'll still buy it. But the, you're not going to get that, yeah, that's that insane true. offer. Whereas we got the insane offer because I got rid of the raspberry walls. I, yeah. I updated some tiling. I updated some fixtures. And we spent some money. But I'd say we got it back two or three times over. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, yeah, the fixer upper thing. There's very few fixer uppers out there because if you put some money into it, you're going to get m- so much more back. Right. So there. So it's worth it to consider that. And then at some point, I'm like, I'm done putting money into this thing. We're done. Yeah. It needs to stop. Well, yeah. we got way more money out of it in increased value than yeah. we put into it, and so we feel like that was a good thing. Uh, by the way, we've been focusing on the Washington house. Yeah. Cabin sold. It had, in a three-day period, it had 40 showings, 40, four zero showings, and sold all cash for another absurd amount of money from some Seattle people. They weren't Microsoft people, but they were Seattle people. And that went really well. Yet another reason to relocate now is because we would have never got that money for the cabin had this been any other time other than the craziness that's going on. Well, and what was nice about the cabin is I had done some updates oh, on it huge. two or three years ago. It has an Airbnb it track an record air, of yeah. income. And, that, and, and I will say this. I know that we kind of put it out there a few months ago that if you're interested in possibly buying the cabin, nobody reached out to us, but we've definitely felt that message yeah. from you that's so sad. Here's your heartwarming ending to that. The people who bought it. Yeah. Um, their father or grandfather yeah. had actually built the house yeah, and cool. when they realized that it was on the market that's when they were like money's no object throw money get get the house get the house get the house because it had such a sentimental value to them so I was kind of glad that that was nice for them this, they may Airbnb it for all yeah, we know too you uh, may still get to be exactly. able to visit the cabin but um we're glad that we're able to hand it back to a yeah. family that really appreciates and has some sentimental attachment to it, it. Made us a lot of and they paid us a lot of money for that. So there you go. So there's all kinds of stories, too. And we have about five more minutes here. In the regular show, in the after show, yeah. Shelby's going to tell the amazing, cool story about. This was insane. But I'm going to give I'm going to. I'm teaser. Gonna, I'm going to give you a teaser. Because you need a reason to be an after show subscriber at a Patreon. Oh, my gosh. So the day I've talked about this, the last, the, the Penske day of unloading in Western Washington where I hired strangers and it turned out to be really and good. Unloading in Montana. And unloading in Montana. That was also the load where we brought all the pets. Mm-hmm. And Joel, like that was when he's coming here to land himself. And so we have two dogs and many of you know who Maddie is. She's this bassy young Australian cattle dog. And then we have an older one that we haven't really let people know that we have. And they're just they're just kind of walking around us and and nearby us and Maddie is always the one that you have to worry about running off and then suddenly we realized toward the end of unloading that Charlie the older, the older dog, dog the older dog that 14 can't, years can't see or hear very well is nowhere to be seen I'm like oh she'll come back she always comes back and what happened? You're going to have to hear You're in the after show because it's kind of an amazing story. It is a lassie come home story. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> that was very stressful. So what else can we update people on here that well, that's part of this? There's I, so much. I wanted to emphasize how worth it this is. We've been telling you how expensive this was and how much work this was and how much stress this was. I should have added when Shelby said that she basically resigned from her job and did this full time. Without getting into a lot of details, I basically worked myself out of my law job because I had this enormous case that went on for a number of years, um, federal constitutional case, and uh, we won, <laughs> and I had nothing else to do, and that happened right about when all this was happening, so I was very scaled back at work and in, in towards the end, basically not working at all at my legal job. I say that because it kind of took two people not working to get all this these details done. Now, I don't know if that's true for everybody. Um, We had a lot of details. We had to relocate, you know, a studio. We had a couple businesses. We had... All the accounts to check out. All the accounts. All the... I mean, at one point, I kid you not, at one point, we had six internet subscriptions for various businesses, for various Airbnbs, for for the cabin, for the house. For the new rental, for the the new new office. Six. So that's like like $1,000 a month in internet. So... There, there was a lot of stuff. Anyway, I bring that up. So here's, but okay, forget that for a moment. But here's what I wanted to really emphasize. It's worth it. We can already feel it. We've been permanent residents of Montana for about two days now, and I can already feel it. I want to tell a couple Montana stories. Yes. Because 
this is why we're here. So we'll start off with sort of a political thing, and then we'll get into sort of a quality of life thing. The political thing. Montana is the only state that has a law that says employers cannot force employees to become vaccinated for COVID. It's stuff like that. Do you that. know what a huge relief is to yeah. both of us that is? Because you have an employer who just might require that. and My uh, employer in Washington State does require it. Does require it. Yeah, and you're not taking the vaccine. Nope. So there's that kind of stuff. And there's all kinds of cool gun laws. There's all kinds of other amazing laws. Um you can get a license plate permanently for like 200 bucks if it's 11 years old and they never charge you yearly fees. I mean, taxes are low here. There's all kinds of good stuff, but you guys knew that. But I wanted to talk also about the way people are in Montana. And I'm going to presume this is pretty much true of other red states. Um, again, generalizing, but I'll say this. You'll see what this contrast I'm about to describe. The way people are in Montana is a lot nicer than the way they are in Western Washington. Story number one, um, during one of these transfers, during buying the Montana house, I needed to wire half a million dollars to Montana to buy a house. And there was a closing date and there was a deadline. It was coming up. So I got a hold of my bank and I'm going to name names because I don't care. They're not, what are they going to do, sue me? It's true. U.S. Bank, giant West Coast Bank, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's, and bank. it's nationwide. Nationwide. U.S. Bank. Um, luckily, I started the process of a very simple thing like wiring money because this happens all the time, right? Especially with businesses. Uh, it happens all the time. So I started two days early. And guess what? I'll shorten the story to say this. They said, well, you need to come to a lobby of a bank branch to do wire. And I said, that's cool. No problem. There's one in my town. Four branches within a 50-mile radius. Not only were not open, the lobbies were not open because of COVID. What it really was was they enjoyed not employing people and not having to pay payroll. Not only were those branches not open, none of them would answer their phones for me to make an appointment. So let me recap. U.S. Bank is holding on to half a million of my dollars and not letting me have access to it as a deadline is quickly approaching and we're about to lose our Montana dream home. Do you think I was angry? Yes, I was very angry. We got corporate involved at U.S. Bank. They were horrified that their branches were not answering they their phone. They couldn't believe it when they're, we can't get through to these branches. They yeah. got a branch manager from a town far away to drive in specifically to do my wire. Now, that's Western Washington. That's bureaucracy. That's COVID. That's corporate nonsense. Contrast that with Montana. So I call up the, the title company in Montana. I was dealing with a lady there, and I told her what was going on. You know what she said? She said, you poor little lamb. She said, why don't mm -hmm. you just send me a personal check for $500,000. I'm going to say that again. A personal check for $500,000 is how it's done in Montana instead of the bureaucracy of spending four hours on the phone with corporate trying to get them to open up bank branches so I can wire money. That, I think, says it all. Yep. No more needs to be said. So we have some more kind of fun stories to share with you in the after show, folks. But we're going to wrap it up here today with, of course, the famous uh, saying from Benjamin Franklin, folks, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.